I thought Rodney was coming on. I guess I got to add him myself. There he is. There I am. Rodney, you ain't got permissions? Dude, no, I you thought know you how to be... click a button, Rodney? Let, let me, no, let me tell you. I don't have permission. Here's what I'm doing, Buck. I'm out yes, there sir. checking hail damage, dude. Farmer's Almanac didn't tell me shit about hail last night, dude. I, I, don't, I, just, I told you it was going to rain. <laughs> I told the people it was going to rain, but I didn't have anything to do with the hail. I, that's way past my pay grade. Did you see the picture I sent? I, man, I did. Did you see let me that tell shit? you something. Let, let me tell you something. My one of our best friends, they live a street over from us. They have two skylights in their house. Oh, broke broke the skylights. Oh, damn. Um, dude, and then the, their restroom flooded with water. <laughs> I mean, dude, this was unbelievable. What was going on last night? I'm like, not my fault. I'm not my fault. I'm, trying. I'm uh, that's a shitty thing for me to do. Laugh. I'm, I laugh no, because no. I know the fucking misery, man. It, it's language, crazy, but. dude. I, I thought my house was going to fall apart. And and here's the thing. PSA for everybody. PSA for everybody. The door knockers are going to be coming because everybody oh, can yeah. fix a Here roof. Oh, everybody yeah. can fix a roof. So so hire a quality craftsman to fix your stuff. And here's That's what you do, too, to get out of that stuff, right? You're renting. Just tell them that you're renting the house. They won't. They, they'll just... They'll stop wasting their time. They won't want to waste yours because they only want to talk to a homeowner, right? Because the homeowner wow. makes the decision. Tell me on so social security. They won't even renting. bother with you. Tell me on social security <laughs> like me. They're going to go, uh, next home, please. Let's, yeah. Well, he here's what money. I do. Here, here's my fallback. Mine is Fortunately, always. I don't we have care. Jake Vaughn and uh, rental equipment, though. Yeah. There you go. I, I don't care who's knocking on the door. My fallback is I, I, I have no income. My wife makes all the decisions, and she doesn't come home till 9 p.m. So I can't commit to anything right now. Oh, no. I can't commit to keeping the water out of the bathroom. Just let it keep coming. Exactly all right, right, guys. Have a great show, Trey. I will Thank see you, you in noon, man. Later. Right on, good morning. Guys. Thank you, gentlemen. You guys be good. There he goes. He shuts the computer down. Oh, He's out of here. Done for the week. Done Power for the movement, week. guys. Later, Trey. What? You guys be good, man. He oh, just shuts the damn thing down. He says, <laughs> yeah, show me I'm out. It's like, put that thing, put it in sleep mode, man. Come on. What Come on, buddy. How doing? are you, sir? I see you got your hoodie on too, man. We took on a little bit of hail damage. First off, we had a lot of chaos last night, and we're going to give you some chaos this morning on a Monday, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to our subscription channel here on YouTube, Texas Sports Unfiltered. Already over 5,000, and that's because of you guys, man. Make sure you're thanking our sponsors as well. You can follow me on Twitter at not the fake wags. You can follow my guy Rodney at the Rodney R and on the uh, gram at the underscore Rodney R. I'm on the gram at the Wagner Wire. Thank you guys so much. Want to give a quick shout out to our lovely sponsors, um, Altstat, man. Altstat, make sure you guys are drinking in my dude. Altstat, they do that awesome. Uh, Three labels, you get the lager, you get the Kolsch if you want to. The green's my favorite, though, man. The green is where I go with, dude. Um, Again, no additives, man. You get all the natural stuff. BK loves it. He'll tell you more about it when he gets back from having more beer with Mel Kuyper out there. So you guys know the drill. <laughs> That's where he's at. I had to fill in for him this morning. He was, I know. I'm I having breakfast. I, some, I guess omelets with Mel Kuyper. I'm not sure, man. I no, no, there. I say that uh, tongue in cheek. No, he's celebrating Yom, Yom Kippur. So no, that, that that's good, and, and that's that's deserved. Yeah, I clicked on this morning. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what's my dude doing on here? Uh, and but hey, you would text, you you would text me a picture of the uh, I think of the hail uh, again, and I'm like, oh, okay. He's I don't know. Let me see if I can let me see if I can show the people here. 
Dude, while you're looking for that, I mean, this seriously was a thing last night. And 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 I think that's where it gets so crazy around here because it came out of nowhere. And I've been talking to people all day long that were at Texas Motor Speedway. I missed a NASCAR race yesterday because I had some stuff on Saturday in Houston. And these are people that are complaining about a hundred and 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 one degrees. I'm like Oh, I'm like, be ready. There, there, there's some stuff that's rumbling, and dude, it came, and it was a uh, seriously, dude. Well, see, it was the, like, the crazy thing was, Rodney, is that it was a calm wind. You didn't really have too much right. wind, right? And you didn't right. hear any thunder. It was just the clouds kind of surfacing, and then all through the clouds, you saw the lightning come. I don't know if you guys, you know, like Thor or whatnot, but Thor happens to be my favorite Marvel superhero, man. But uh, anyways, you saw like the lightning go all throughout the clouds, man. It almost looked like a light show, dude. You could look almost 100 or 200 yards down and see just nothing but a blue sky from the damn clouds, man. It was wild. It was wicked. That's how I knew something crazy was going to come on. Bucky didn't tell me about the hail in the damn in no. his weather almanac, though. That's the only thing, man. Anyways, dude, it was a great yeah. weekend of football. We talked about the sexy picks and how it would come to fruition, man. And boy, did it, dude. Milrow looked great on the one that I didn't want to lay money on, though, between Alabama and Ole Miss. We'll get into all that, though. How about your Cowboys, man? Are you okay? You know, dude, I knew this was going to happen. I was just waiting to see when it was. But, you know, the thing about it is, I mean, looking at this thing, I mean, and we can dig in deeper to it, but. I'll tell you right now, they've lost six of the last seven now to the Cardinals. I mean, it, it, it's one of those deals. And, I mean, now you get the Patriots and all of this. But, I mean, it, and, and this is something that we've talked about it with with Texas, is with, with what Texas is doing now. This is how quick you can be humbled. Because the Cowboys, you know, talk of the town, 70 to 10 outscoring opponent, opponents. Oh, that, and then that, and then that happened. Right, though, man. I thought, he was, I thought it was outcoached. McCarthy, I don't know what the hell was going down. Um Dude, uh, defense was there. De defense well, was there until the end of the game. <laughs> but I mean, well, and, and the whole thing actually, is you got carved. You kind of got carved up, carved up up the middle, man. Um, got more, more being able to gas you up. The, but that's a one cut and then go right. Like that's almost like a blitz and then coming past your first wave of interior and then just making the next cutback and then you're gone. That's a home run hitter there. But it looked like that they were just dominant. The Cardinals were dominant almost the entire game. Micah Parsons able to get through and, and get nasty. Of course, mm -hmm. there's no stopping him. But is the defense really that much of a letdown without Diggs? Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be. But but we saw this last year. I mean, we saw this last year. But here's here's the one thing that, that when I went back and broke this thing down, because I've watched this game again already, unfortunately, for some reason. I mean, take advantage of your red zone opportunities. I, I mean, what do you do? You get in the red zone five times. Five times. Man, you you score a touchdown and kick a couple of field goals against the Cardinals. You got to get sixes, man. You got to get sixes. You got to get sixes. And, when you, and a lot of that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Dallas, you know, red zone offense is horrible. A lot of that, the Cardinals, I mean, and the Cardinals were, and look, man, I know, and I was joking yesterday, I was tweeting out, I'm like, do the Cardinals know that they're supposed to be tanking? They've been in every game this year, dude. They should have won at least There's one of the no two before. explanation for the week number two when they were playing the Giants, Rodney, and then all of a sudden just voila ole giants you can have this w here i thought they were in the bag of tanking or or, or you know tanking bag or whatever you want to call it everybody else thought that they were tanking too your jokes kind of seem legit man i thought for sure that they were all kind of making it go down but no nah, dude uh they came to play like they actually hit dallas in the mouth didn't seem like dallas had an answer and for the first time last night 
Dak throws a pick. A bad well, one, too. And that's and that's part of the problem. I mean, here's the deal. If you go back, if you go back and you look at last year, if you, you take the you take the full cumulative look at last year when Dak was throwing a lot of these picks, why was he throwing these picks? Because he led the were, league last year, right? Six Oh yeah, 16? yeah, he led he led last year. But that it was the same deal as last night. They're chasing their ass. I mean, when you're down, when you're down 10, 17 points, whatever the case is, that's where you're going to make rash decisions. That's where you're going to make mistakes. And 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 that's when that stuff happens. But but again, I mean, nothing going on the ground either, man. They no, couldn't run it, the ball. That, they couldn't that, get anything going. It, the and that's the, they were lethargic. But, but you did have, I mean, you had both tackles were out. I mean, you had, you had some issues on the offensive line, but still this comes down to wags. If this team is as good as we thought it was, or most people thought it was. And like I said, dude, I have been a fan of this team for so long, for so long that I'm waiting for the, I said it the day you were out. I said it, if there's a team, if there's a team that, that, that is in need of, of just a huge win, there is nothing better than a prescription written than to play the Dallas Cowboys. And that's exactly what happened last night or yesterday afternoon. And you only feel like that because it's your team though. I feel the same way about the giants. Like I think everybody that plays the giants is going to get a victory. Yeah. Well, that's just because misery loves company brother. Well, and, and here's the whole thing. Dallas has to take advantage of opportunities. And, and this is, Look, no slide at the Cardinals, but when you start playing, when you start playing the 49ers, when you get into divisional games against, uh, I mean, Philadelphia, and you know that the commanders are going to come for you, and you know the Giants are going to be better next time. You know, the no, they're not. no, they're no, not. No, they're not. Stop no, no, lying no, no, to yourself. No, no, they're not. No, dude, no. But Bring your you dad, have Bell. to. Take- <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. And then, and then, when you get into the play, this is why this team cannot win playoff games because it's opportunities like this that they don't take advantage of, and they shit the bed when it comes to things like red zones and all of this. And thank goodness you got a decent kicker here. <laughs> but um, I, I tell you, dude, it um, it's yeah, not isn't that, the, isn't that you know kind of like irony in a nutshell, right? You know, all this time you never had a good kicker. That was one of the missing links. You know, just missing missing the one point games because yeah. you didn't have the kicking game, and now all of a sudden it's the kicking that's holding you together. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean that that goes back to I mean where I mean running guy I mean Tony Pollard with some good runs. I mean you you had guys that that did things, but you just didn't take advantage of stuff. And then you know I think right there towards the end of the game where where big big Mac goes for it on on fourth down and you can't convert, probably should have kicked a field goal right there at least to draw it closer and give you yourself an opportunity but um hell it ends with you know an interception there's your first interception it it felt like like i know and i know pollard went over the century mark but it just felt like they were struggling to get the the last shoestring tackle or it looked like he was just getting tripped up on on one of the last line of the defenses in the first wave there right any if he makes that last guy miss he springs maybe 15 more yards and gets the touchdown man it just looked Mm -hmm. like they struck the yardage the extra yardage that Dallas usually gets, they weren't getting against a Cardinals defense that you thought were just going to lay down. Well, and I'll and I'll tell you a couple of the, the one observation that I really have on this uh, from last night or yesterday afternoon. We talked early on how much is Dak going to miss Dalton Schultz? You know him going to, to the Texans. By the way, way to go Texans! I, I think we call that one. I, I think yeah, we Ferguson needs to show up a little bit more, man, or or maybe just get him scripted into the playbook a little bit more. I mean, I know he had five receptions last night, but get him involved early. Maybe get him a little bit more consistency there. I he's not going to be that X factor of a tight end 
that most of these, you know, uh, you know, a, a Knox or an Ingram or or Travis Kelsey or it's your other high tier tight ends are, but he's still going to be able to to come in and, and make some plays. So yeah, the the continuity's not there, and, and I mean there there were a few plays there, you know, with Brandon Cooks. And I mean, to take a little bit of heat off Dak right here, I mean, there were a couple of times where Brandon Cooks dropped balls that hit him in the hands or hit him in the in the chest or whatever. And that's, you know, he's coming off an injury or whatever. But uh, I mean, you, we shouldn't be sitting here, you know, on, on September 25th, you know, with a Cowboys team that that was this hot that that comes in. And 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 again, somebody forgot to, to, to tell the Cardinals that they were supposed to tank because well, that was thought, a very impressive performance. If you want to break down the running back, comparison right like i felt connor even though he he came up you know two yards shy of the century mark i felt connor looked stronger in his runs than pollard though for some reason i don't know why i'm i'm i don't know why that's the mandela effect but my god it just felt like that and maybe it's because the cardinals were the winning team but it felt like to me and, and probably it was just in the fourth quarter of the latter portions of the game but it felt like connor's was uh John Connor with John Connor. It felt like he was finishing off, yeah. you know, his runs basically, or uh, just de delivering a blow as, as Bucky was, you know, talking about in hour number one. Yeah. But it, yeah. you know, Pollard just seemed like he was getting tripped up, or that last guy he couldn't shake. But I, again, man, just a, a outstanding performance, a shocking performance by the Arizona Cardinals, and it just goes to show you, you never know what's going to happen on Sunday, man. Any given Sunday, any team can win. Yeah, that's right. And I'm glad you mentioned James Conner because that, that dude looked like the breakout John year. <laughs> it, it looked like the, the breakout Tominator. year with the Steelers. I mean, this dude was was shredding. And and this is Wags. You know, you and I are kind of purists in the sense that we always go back to it seems like when we're breaking down games where we go back to controlling the line of scrimmage. Well, the Cardinals well, that's did. The, I mean, that's where it's all won. You win it. You win it in the, in the yeah. trenches. And that's exactly what they did. And they afforded the opportunities. And, and I mean, hey, this quarterback, you know, we're, with Kyler Murray gone, and it's like, oh, well, we're just going to trot Dobbs, this dude in. Huh? How dude, how, that dude, uh, I mean, that dude looked like an NFL starting quarterback yeah, yesterday. Yeah, but you also saw what speed can do, man. Speed's just untaught. And Hollywood Brown just being one of the speedsters in the NFL, doing crossing routes inside of a red zone at a five-yard, that's dead. That's deadly. You go up in man coverage, and you're not yeah. going to be able to win that, man. You're not yeah. going to be able to, especially when you set a natural crossing screen. Done. Yeah. Done. No. I mean, uh, uh, what are some other games throughout the professional? Now, look, we'll talk some Longhorns, too. Of course, we're wearing our burnt orange gear here. But what are some other games around the uh, uh, around the professional level? We need to talk about swimming with the fish down there in Miami because, man, shit got real, man. Dude, who cares about any of those games, dude? The the story of Sunday was Taylor Swift in Kansas City with Kelsey's oh, mom, dude. Swifties. Who cares? Swifties. Who cares? That was the hey, story. When, when does Travis Kelsey break out the... <laughs> when does he do that dance? Or when does she get pissed off at him and call it done? Because he has to do that dance. Yeah, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm like... Are you kidding me? We just went. We just set a record, like one of the all three best offensive and and points and yardage performances in the history history of the league. And this here's this girl. This girl shows up and is clapping. And so, so hold on. You think that that was this? You think that that was the story of Sunday? Was Taylor Swift? Have you been watching TV? It's like yeah, I know the national puns are trying to make it about Taylor Swift, but well, to me, the, the big story was 70 points on the board by the fish. 
Well, see, that tells me you're watching the sports stuff on TV and I'm watching the paparazzi stuff because maybe I'm, just, maybe I'm, I'm not about Taylor Swift, though. I've never been. I, I know she's a great singer and she's got like a, you know, some good songs, you know, but I'm just good not. Songs. A, I'm not a Taylor Swift person. I'm not. I think the only one that I know is uh, um, the one that reminds me of my dog. I know you were trouble with trouble you. With you. Oh, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. sing on on tape, man. You got to pay man. me extra for that. Well, let, let me tell you something. I um, I've got two. I, I've got two daughters Thunder. in. I've got two daughters in their twenties that that have grown up fans of hers. They went and I, it, dude, and, and I'll wear it tomorrow. I'll wear it tomorrow. I, I know so, that Bucky. I know that Bucky has his autographed uh, Taylor Swift thing when she was a country star. But so my my daughter, my, my oldest daughter, and my wife Tracy, they go to the Eras tour at AT and T Stadium. Dude, I've got an Eras tour. Taylor Swift t-shirt. I'll wear it tomorrow. Are you serious? You damn right. And I like, asked him for it. I didn't I realize that people it. were this big into Taylor Swift. I didn't realize that she had a cult. Dude. I, I saw I the think... whole Barstool clip too, like about how somebody was given, you know, a whole bunch of hell because she was dating Travis Kelsey and calling him kind of mid, which whatever, bro. So <laughs> Travis Kelsey, top tier tight end, man. And then she I, goes I, nuts. She's out there. Cel I did see her celebrating in the box, but yeah, to me, that's what drives me batshit crazy about me the too. national pundits, man, and just hoopla media, dude. I don't care about the dating scene, man. I don't care who's dating whom. That's fantastic. Let them, let them date and do whatever the hell they want to do. I, I care what's on the gridiron, man. I care what's putting green in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm the same way, dude. It's like with NASCAR. Every time they have a NASCAR race, you know, they roll people out, and it's like, man, I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's like so and so was there and walking down pit road and all this shit. I'm like, man, I don't care. Just drop the rag. Let's go racing. But but seriously, dude, but back to back to the important stuff. Back to I, sports. I did. Back, I did. Hey, you know what, Taylor? Play at the damn Super Bowl then. You know, or wait, well, who's the? I guess Usher is playing. Usher. Usher. I heard she turned that down. I heard she turned that gig down, and well, probably probably because you it's would know free. better than I would, my guy. You would know. It's a free gig. It's a free gig. So, look, me, I try to be a businessman. I think I'd probably turn it down, too. But anyway, if that's He comes case. off as a not a nice person to me. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Real, me, Let's look, get into Bucky knows her. That, that's Bucky's pin pal. We'll have to ask Bucky him. He, I got to talk to Bucky. Bucky you don't know that part? Man. Oh, man, I wish he was still over here, man. He could he could tell us that story right there. Bucky but knows everybody. Let's get let's get into the breakdown here, man. Let's talk about these fish. I wanted to talk Dolphins. about it all morning, man. The Miami Dolphins, sir. Um, A-chain, four touchdowns for the rookie. And then Mostert, four touchdowns. Three on the ground, one through the air. Tua, tongue of Iowa. Perfect through the half, 16 for 16, and it only got better as the Dolphins were just cooking, Rodney, carving them up, man. What do you got to say about this? Denver, you have no room to talk about Nathan Hackett anymore. Let me tell you something. Here's here's what I take out of that. And, and I mean, some of the yardage stuff right here. That's why I had to put my glasses down to read my notes because I yeah, do I still write serious. stuff down. Second, second all-time in total yards, 726 yards. For, for Miami yesterday. Only second to the 1951 Rams versus the, the Yankees. How old is that? 735 
So, so I mean, right there. And then most points, 73 to nothing. Of course, 1940, the Bears over over Washington. Uh, 66, um, not, sorry, Wags. 66 to nothing in 1966, Washington over the Giants. And then you had this. But he, here's, here's what I'm starting to figure out. Uh, Russell Wilson, yeah, whatever the case is. Sean Payton's going to fix him and, and all this other stuff. Uh, no, he's not. Because I think this game... The time that Sean Payton has been out of the game, out of the coaching circles, even though he was doing the TV stuff, I think this game may have passed him by. I think this game may have passed him by because Denver, dude, that is a that is a burning disaster what we're watching right there. It's bad, Rodney. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrendous. It's terrible. You got embarrassed, man. You're a professional ball club. You should not be allowing. You should not be yielding 70 points. No. I start raising the eyebrow when we get up in the 56s, and then I say, whoa, let's slow it down at 63. But holy horse shit, 70 points. You allowed an offense to put that up on you? That is an embarrassment. You need to absolutely reload and reevaluate your entire defensive plan of attack, your entire defensive staff, because it is bad. Personnel-wise, staff-wise, garbage embarrassment by the fish i mean it really is and, and and miami yes you know you watch power rankings depending where you go to watch them and maybe that's what we ought to do we gotta start doing some power rankings for the nfl but miami's right there in I'm the down. top three of course this is going to really push them um to that but to me the big i mean the bigger thing for me is Denver and it's like this thing has gotten steadily worse and it's like okay here's going to be the answer here here's what's going to fix this dude that uh, I mean that that's embarrassing uh, I mean and thank goodness as a Cowboy fan thank goodness that happened yesterday because obviously the Cowboys are going to be a huge story today with with them losing to the Cardinals sure. who are supposed but to be tanking the, this this is the talk of the of the week man right and it's gonna, right I mean this will lead all headlines on Monday it should be you know hopefully you're not tuning this out if you got the good setup like you got at Tom McKay in audiovisual consultations you got multiple TVs so that you can watch this show and your other sports all around the uh the area there we'll talk a little bit about uh more audiovisual consultations as the show progresses here but yeah a chain man the rookie 203 yards 56 points in some fantasy leagues rodney carving it up catching fire to it and then just mostert as well what can you say about that five thousand on a value baller on a budget if you got him on DraftKings, there, able to come through only 82 yards there but also four touchdowns three on the ground and two or excuse me three on the ground and one in the air and like what can i say about two to a tongue of ialoa man 309 yards, 23 for 26 at the end of the day. Looked fantastic, man. Four That's... touchdowns, very clean game, 155 QBR. And, uh, you know, for as much, for as much gripe and pessimistic commentary that Tua gets, he was damn near perfect yesterday or, or on Sunday, man. He looked fantastic. Like, being able to lead that Dolphins offense to a 70-point win. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've seen an offense this potent. In a while. I mean, hell, I guess uh, I guess Buffalo and, and Kansas City, you know, throughout the years have started to make, you know, offense kind of a little bit more dangerous and scary, getting up into 40 marks. But I've never seen a ceiling like 70 before. And this was without Waddle as well, man. Man, when you when you have two running backs that that are scoring that many touchdowns, uh, I mean, and again, maybe maybe this is a, a detraction to Denver, 
But I mean, I love what you said right there because there are all the questions about Tua and going to the jujitsu and all the, you know, people laughing at him or whatever. But I'll tell you what, man. Talk about that, how he doesn't fall right. He he needs to go to a fall class. That shit's real, man. It it really is. It really is. And I'll tell you what, I mean, the Dolphins are answering any questions and, and Tua Tungavailoa is answering any questions right here. I mean, the durability of this guy, of course, when you don't have pressure on you, it's easy to stay upright and do whatever. But I'll tell you what, man, this ass whooping yesterday, I mean, these these numbers that I'm throwing out here about total yards and points and all this, dude, I'm going back to the 50s and the 60s. This hasn't happened in the NFL. It was nothing but rushing a rushing game, yeah. This this hasn't happened in the NFL in forever. I, I mean, how how scary is this team right now? And and well, they look. I, 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 I know, know they'll different. be able to. I don't think they'll be able to reciprocate this throughout and keep this consistent, you know, offensive potency all throughout. Sure. Usually, sure. when people have a high output of scoring like this, it, there's a little bit of a lull the next week. Of course. So I expect maybe like a twenty point twenty, a mild moderate game, a modest game, not just you know it's an outstanding only you know, score in the game out of this man <laughs> yeah. like like you saw this last time Tyree Kill nine receptions 157 yards the cheetah looking like the lion like he says there but dude rushing per yard eight yards per clip that's what these boys were racking off here man they were sleeping with the fish at the end of the day the Broncos were man oh man and, and let me tell they're you swimming that- with them I guess yeah wait yeah. What, what what's that old saying in the in the in godfather they'll be swimming sleeping with the, with dolphin? the fish. well it, well right i don't know with the fish. i don't know I, I don't know what it was but i can tell you what the, the broncos were were swimming with the dolphins and the dolphins just chewed them up and spit them out i mean it's a you know that when they feed the dolphins 50 yards on the when, ground when they, when they feed when you go to one of those things where it's like swim with the dolphins and see the dolphins jump they're feeding them all them you know little minnows and all that that that's that's fucking Denver yesterday. It's like, yeah, here's a Bronco minnow. Oh my god, that, it looked bad, man. That was it looked that bad. Was rough. All right, what? How about the Texans? How about the Texans? You know, the talk of the store, or excuse me, the talk of the NFL in the preseason. If it wasn't the Jets or the Lions, I usually were hearing about the Jaguars and how they were going to lead the AFC South, and no one was going to be able to catch them. Well, C.J. Stroud looked fantastic last or. Uh, on, I'd say last Sunday, uh, but it was yesterday. Up but yesterday, yesterday, he was fantastic, man. Looked like the number or the first-round draft pick that the Texans thought they were going to get, and it played out to fruition, man. Looks like he's getting a little bit more comfortable, getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of chemistry there with his wide receivers, but also the running game coming through as well, Rodney. P- I talked about Pierce, and he had to be Pierce, and he sure was on Sunday. Yeah, he was. We kind of mentioned it last week when when you saw this matchup right here, and you saw the line. Um, the the Texans the Texans have been extremely good in Jacksonville. Again, a lot of that, you know, Jacksonville has kind of sucked, <laughs> just like Houston has. But this is, I mean, now, I mean, suddenly, let's look at this. I know it's only week three, but the, the third week is when you can kind of start seeing things kind of shake themselves out. Let's take a look at this AFC South. I mean, the Texans are, are in the mix right here. I, I mean, the Colts, um, you know, the Titans get sandblasted yesterday by Cleveland. So, I mean, take a look at this AFC South. And, you know, for, for the Houston folks that are going to be heartbroken because the Astros are going to shit the bed, we can talk about that later. But it's, um, hey, maybe God. there's a little hope. And, yes, God. you have your franchise quarterback, it looks like. You have your franchise quarterback, it looks like, there with C.J. Stroud. <laughs> yeah, I mean – 
and we will get into the Houston Astros here in just a little bit. Uh, before we do so, I'm let's bitter. tell let's tell about our friends over at Covert here. Oh man, Covert! I mean, what what can you say about those folks, man? Covert B Cave, of course. Uh, we'll be doing a uh, a uh, Friday meet and greet uh, out there, pregame show, all of that great stuff. Since 1909, I heard uh, I heard Bucky talking about we may uh, get a Rio Don appearance out there at uh, at uh, Covert coming up on Friday. But uh, 42 acres of just three state-of-the-art dealerships with seven different OEMs that you're going to find out there nestled in the beautiful hill country of Bee Caves. Go on out there and check those new and pre-owned uh, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, GMC, and those Dodge Rams, all of that good stuff. If you're looking for the bow ties and the uh, blue ovals, you got them out uh, on Highway 79 uh, with Covert. Covert Hutto, Covert Hutto, hop them, hop them, hippos. And the Ford Lincolns, you can get those uh, in Austin as well. Uh, one of the benchmark dealerships right there um, in Austin. A Austin, Texas tradition. It's the Covert family of dealerships since 1909. They've been doing it right, and they're going to service all of your vehicles. I got to go check my vehicle because my vehicle has all kinds of hail dents and shit. I don't think they'll be able to fix that, but all your other stuff, they'll take care of that. So uh, the great folks at uh, Covert, don't forget Friday, the meet and greet happening out there. Uh, you'll want to go out. Trey and BK will be doing their show live. And of course, the uh, pregame show coming up on Saturday, uh, covertbcave.com. Uh, sales, inventory, everything right there on the website, or just stop by and see them out in beautiful bee caves. And remember, nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever, my friend. And no, they don't, Rodney. Also, let me tell you about my friends at Audiovisual Consultations because nobody beats them in audiovisual automation. They've been setting the standard in audiovisual automation since 1988. 35 years they've been doing this in Central Texas, and they can do it for you. Look at what I got behind me. I got two flat screen TVs and an arcade system, two arcade systems as well. Downstairs, I got a dream theater system. Tom McKay and his crew can set that up for you. 512-255-8678 or abconsultations.com. You'll be able to watch the Longhorns win, or you'll also be able to watch the Astros get swept by the Royals. 512-255-8678. And we got to talk about that, Rodney. My goodness. Dude, um, you got a broom? Are you all right? We're gonna talk. I swear we're gonna talk Texas football. But I, I talked Texas football with Bucky for about an hour this morning, and I'm pretty sure the the same crew are still watching this channel. And we'll get back into Texas football. But I need to talk about a little bit of baseball right now because the magic number for the Orioles is three, and that's what happened. You all lost three. <laughs> the Astros <laughs> lost three when you should be winning. And now you guys got to match up with the Mariners here in a race just to make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs, Rodney, to get in with the wild card while the Rangers sit up here with the two-and-a-half game lead. Will they be able to hold on and maintain or have too many innings hit that bullpen and hit that rotation? Can they hold on? This, this the answers. Sorry, Ike. You gotta this, bear the bad with the good, this, bud. Dude, this sweep by the Royals, I think, I'd is what's to gonna do it. I'd love to hear what you're gonna think. I, I think is this is what's gonna do you in right here. The, the Royals hadn't swept shit since 2014. I mean, and they come in and, and they take care of this. But here, here's look. I mean, this was the opportunity for Houston. Bad. When Houston, when Houston goes into the lead in the West, you look at the schedule and you start thinking, man, we got it. We got it. I mean, foot foot on the throat. We got them now. The Astros have lost in the in, in these series that, that that we're just watching now have lost nine of twelve to the A's. The Royals, what the hell? 
to the to to you guys to the Orioles. That that's fine. I expected that. Right. But, I mean, to we're the Royals, number one club in the AL. You know, you, that's you, that's acceptable. You, you lose nine of twelve like that, and it's like where where is this where is this championship pedigree that I've been singing the praises of? I mean, when we started the show a few weeks back, I'm like the championship pedigree coming to the forefront right here. The Astros have been in this position; they know how to win. And and then the Rangers, the Rangers catch fire. We, dude, I had buried the Rangers. I had buried the Rangers. And, yeah, yeah. And now and now it's like the Astros over here battling for a wild card spot. I mean, dude, and. Ike Coronas says they don't want it. They don't. They don't. And, and it's like you you look at this, and, it, and and this is where I go back to who who's going to come here and and produce and lead this team in that championship pedigree. And oh, by the way, you got three with the M's right now. I guess if you yeah. if you want to take anything out of this, Ike and all the rest JV of us. Astros tonight, though, man, what a great game, dude. Well, thank God it's on the road. I'm glad it's yeah, not in that's the, the one thing. At least that split's going to happen, and that's into your advantage, right? But still, the Mariners, that's tough to play up there in Seattle, though. And then, of course, you got the Rangers playing in the, you know, playing in Anaheim against the Halos. You got to figure that the Rangers can at least take two of the three out of this, Rodney. It looks like a tough hill to climb for the Astros here. I mean, it really I, is. And that's they why might I say not get we, in, man. They might no, not. I know. When we go back and we chronicle this season, I'm going to circle this relate relationship this series with the royals and say that was it right there there it was three games three games you win those three games and it's like okay let's cruise into this thing and split with the mariners or do whatever we have to do right there but but you sit there and you jack around you can't get the bats cranked out and, and you're starting pitching ain't worth a damn and then you go to you go to jose or Ar- kitty you know given i, I mean okay yesterday but come on man. i got you i know i i got you worked up I, I had to get you worked up because i wanted to get you riled up in your blood pumping for when we talked about texas longhorns see it's kind of like a beethoven symphony right you start out you come in and then you never know where the hell you're gonna go here with chaos theory. No, that's kind of how theory. beethoven was with his music right because he was just all over the damn place. And that's kind of how we are here. But now we ease into a little bit of our Texas talk right now. Celebration, Rear Rodney. It is a celebration Monday, 38 to 6. And it just, I I texted this, or I tweeted this out. It It's just starting to feel right. I, You, you know, I, I can't really give you the, the explanation or the articulation for it. You know, the stars aren't really aligning and, and, and all that. But you just know it when you see it, and you feel it when you feel it, man. Anybody that's played ball can just tell you that you know what you're seeing when you see it. The domination, when the alphas start the alpha, when the when the running backs fall forward most of the time, and when you're getting yardage at seven and eight yards per clip and beating up on the cupcakes, it, it just starts to feel right, Rodney. This is what you do when you're a championship football team or, or a championship program. You go out and you take care of business the way that you're supposed to be doing it. And, and you know, I, I know that game starts. And again, let's throw it on first down, but, but whatever it, yeah. um, I mean, it, it's one of those things, but this is, this is where you see that this is how you win championships right here. You go out and you take care of business and you take care of it in good fashion. And and what I'm really, I, I know that, that the special teams, all of that's going to come up. I mean, if you're having muff punts and all this, you know, whatever's going to happen right here. I mean, that that's going to happen. That That's going to happen. But you seriously sit here and watch this Texas Longhorn football team. This has every, you think back to some of the, some of the great teams of the past and the more recent past or, or not so recent past that we keep going back to. The makings are right there. It is solid in, in most of the time, all three phases. And 
I, I wags, I really go back to this is a team that looks coached up. This is a team that is mentally prepared to make a run right now. And I, I like the fact that they can go on the road and win these football games as a hostile yeah. environment over there. Those Baylor people were all pissed off, sick them bears, whatever. But you go and you take care of business. That's all you have to do. And dude, that right there on, on Saturday, that was like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you do. Let's hear from Sark real quick on his opening statements about the victory in against Baylor. First of all, just just proud of our guys with the with the kind of week of work and the focus that they brought into the stadium tonight, and they came ready to play. And uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about how much we finished the last couple weeks, um, and we wanted to start really well. And uh, I think you know, obviously. Defense, we really set the tone. Uh, I think we had three sacks right there early on the first couple drives uh, to create some really good field position. Um, you know, I thought our red zone defense was was really incredible tonight. I think they were inside a red area five times and, and came away with, with two field goals. Um, offensively, it, it felt really good because we got back to being explosive. And it wasn't just the passing game. We, we got some explosive runs right off the bat with Jonathan Brooks, the, the long touchdown run right there. Um, and we found different people to create explosive plays. You know, JT, another 100-yard game with, with explosive yeah. plays. Jonte with a really big play on third down, third long there. Um, but I thought, you know, Quinn was efficient. We ran the ball well. Um, you know, obviously there's always room for improvement everywhere we look. And tonight – Happen to be on teams, you know, we, we, we muffed three kicks, you know, two punts and one kickoff. Uh, so something that, you know, you, you get back to it. And those are three really reliable guys for us. So we just got to make sure that we continue to work. You know, as I, as I touched on with the players, you know, championship teams get better during the season. And I thought we got better this week and we got better tonight. We played better football, but we still have room for improvement for things that, that we need to work on and we'll work on. Um, because the games are only going to get more and more difficult as, as we move forward. Rodney, I love it, man. He speaks about efficiency and he speaks about comfort. And what do you know about comfort over there where you're sitting at? I know that this chair that I'm sitting in sucks and it's a, it's a leather chair that I bought online and dude, I've had to like buy that tape to replace the leather and all that because it's that cheap. I mean, if I could move the camera and show you how bad this looks, I'm going to blue Heron furniture and I'm going to get me a good leather chair. Because this thing is horrible. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the deal is, but a, a custom leather furniture company started back in 1991. So that tells you they're not a fly-by-night like the folks that are going to be knocking on your door trying to fix your roof after the hailstorm. That is not what Blue Heron is. <laughs> They've been doing it since 1991, just like just like Tom McKay since 1988, just like the Coverts since 1909. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. Now, that's some cool stuff right there. And this is some beautiful-looking stuff, guys. It's also the highest quality furniture you can find. You are not and will not find more stylish, um, higher-quality better built furniture it ain't gonna squeak like this one hear that you'll get yourself a blue heron in just a, a couple the of days one, here huh it ain't gonna do it man and if you use the uh the, the promo code hook'em which uh up at the top right there you can uh find that you get 15 percent off your purchase if you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades it is blue heron furniture look no further than those great folks click that click that link up on the top or you can call them at 866-247-9688 blue heron furniture don't don't sit in something like this get yourself something good since 1991 
Blue Heron Furniture, and they are with us on board with Texas Sports Unfiltered. You see them right there at the bottom of our lower third there, right next to Last Stand Hats and in the middle of uh, of Four Roofs as well. Make sure you give them a call, like Rodney said, 866-247-9688. All right, Sark said efficiency and comfortability. All right, that's the two adjectives that he used to describe uh, not just his team, but Quinn, right? And that's what I felt Quinn Ewers did look. He looked very efficient, very comfortable. It was his footwork that Bucky and I were talking about in the first hour here. When you set your feet, Rodney, you can step into your throw, and you don't overthrow the bunnies like we saw against Wyoming. You actually looked like you were getting into a rhythm there. And except for the first play, you know, where you, you swung Worthy out, and it was yeah. went for a loss, and then you, you kind of got behind the chains, and it ruined your – you know, your first stanza there. But after that, you came out and you got JT Sanders involved really quick, really early. He was, you know, you know, very dominant and, and made, you know, made the Baylor defense, you know, adjust to him. And I thought that's what opened up the deeper game for Worthy and Cook later on in the game. I agree, man. Uh, I mean, I, I like the screens out to the outside, you know, little swing passes and, and hitches and all this stuff. I mean that that that's the stuff that 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 really does open up uh, you know the offensive game and again you're you're pounding the rock right there I mean 18 carries for Brooks uh, I mean that's a good number right there I mean 18 carries is 18 carries is great but stronger <laughs> as he went as the game progressed you know what I'm talking about man over the century mark dude uh, averaging almost six yards per clip and then it felt like they were getting not almost every Longhorn you know towards the end of the towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter was getting about seven or eight yards each play that. It unfolded, man. Yeah. And you're utilizing the personnel that you have. And that's Correct. the thing with this offense is that you have you have so many weapons right there. And and the nice thing about it is there, there are multifaceted things that you can do with all of this. And and when you get all of those folks involved, and I mean, look, moving forward, I mean, we know obviously the big goal is, you know, winning a Big 12 championship. And I think now that goal is getting bigger with, with what we're watching right here. But how hard is it? I mean, when you start using different personnel and different personnel packages and you're shifting around at the line of scrimmage and, and doing all of these different things and, and utilizing utilizing all of that stuff you know we we talked about you, you know use use some more receivers we saw more receivers and you know we we, we watched the running attack or go, to, or go to sanders early get him established early get him involved early in the game you have what's going to be a first round draft pick and yes get him involved but moving moving forward what i'm looking at this wags when you start doing this shit imagine trying to scout this team trying yeah. to prepare for this offense how, yeah, how do you prep yeah I mean, how do you weapons, do it, man? Like you said, you got a three-headed Hydra in the backfield that can beat you. Look, Blue and Spell looked fantastic, too. I know he only got three totes, but he still looked good, right? Baxter, uh, Bucky talked about this, too. Baxter kind of got, you know, took a, a really nice lick, took a good shot, but then shook it off, and then was able to actually, you know, come back into the game and, and be able to, to be an asset. But, yeah, the bell cow for me right now, it's Brooks, dude. You got to oh, feed Jonathan Brooks the rock. He at least needs 20 touches a game for me. I agree. I mean, this really is the guy. I mean, he he's going to be the bell cow, and the whole and the whole thing about it is, you ride this dude like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You ride this dude until something happens to where you realize, okay, he's not going to be the dude right now. Let's go to Baxter. Let's go to Blue. I mean, who, whoever the case is. I mean, let's let's figure out what we're going to do right there. But I know a lot of folks are going to say. I know a lot of folks are going to say, "Well, this is Baylor. I don't give a damn." Yeah. When. When you start doing this, this is a mark of a winning football team. This 100%. is a mark of a winning program, right? I mean, don't let them back in the game. When Dude. you beat the cupcakes that you're supposed to beat, 
by a margin, you know, That's 38 right. to 6. That's we right. talked about how the line, you know, it started at 13 and then it climbed up to 14 and a half. And then by kickoff, it was 16. We talked about the entire week, how the line should have been 24 or 24 and a half, maybe even a four score game. And look, that that came out to fruition. That came out to play, man. Uh, so to me, I thought that the Longhorns went in there. They set the tone early. They established the three and out like we talked about. They just couldn't answer on the flip side of that, you know, their first stanza, they kind of had a little bit of a hiccup there getting behind the chains, but then they corrected that, right? But a sure. lot of it set the tone with defense, man, and a lot of it was their defensive line depth. And here's Sarkeesian on that defensive line depth. It's it's huge, you know, and, and like I said, you know, we, we rotated a lot of guys tonight on defense again, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's a credit to the defensive staff of getting all those guys ready, uh, the defensive front, you know, most notably, but – Shoot, you know, there was David Benda played well to go along with Anthony Hill had a really good game. Um, Derek Williams was in there, you know, had a, had a couple really nice third down stops. And so um, playing multiple people is only going to be beneficial for us, not only in game, but for the long haul. And so the fact that we can do that up front, uh, that, that's huge, that our guys can be fresh when they're in there and they can make plays at critical moments. What do you yeah. think about that, Rodney? I mean, he, 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 I mean, he hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, how do you keep, how do you keep guys fresh? Uh, you keep them off the field. You go in and you take, yeah, you take care of business on defense. And the, the one thing that is, that is so impressive about, about the Texas defense. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, this linebacking core is just unbelievable. You know, you you see eight, that's what you want to, instead of your defensive backs leading you in tackles, you want to see your linebackers, bro. And that's what you were talking about, man. Let me ask you this before preseason. We didn't really know what we were going to get out of this linebacking core. It was a question mark, right? And now all of a sudden, could they be in the top three, maybe even top two as contenders for best linebacking core in the Big 12? I mean, I, I totally think so. I, I totally think so. And I mean, and and what a, I mean, we say what a pleasant surprise, but uh, I mean, like, like Sark was talking about right there in, in, in his conversation, they're coached up and ready to do their job. Uh, I mean, the, the the training that they – I love that that, that – Wag, not Wags Sar, – that Sark uses. See, I'm, I'm thinking you're the coach now. When Sark starts talking about training, training and coaching and all of that, that's what this defense is looking like. And what's so impressive to me, I don't care what the score is, if the game is tight or you have one out of control like this, look at all the white hats going to the football. Oh, There's yeah. nobody litting up on these plays, dude. And you play to the whistle. And this defense, dude, is this defense is really reckless. Really good. Now, look, I, I know Collins doesn't get a lot of credit, right? He showed up on the stat line here with only one tackle, uh, but him, uh, Sweat, the Hog Molly Murphy, you know, the, the big boys up front, dude, they allow you know, these linebackers to roam freely. And I talked a little bit about this in hour one, right? When you have you know, hog Molly's up front that can that can maintain, you know, the uh the attention and just yeah. you know the level of blocking that you need and and I guess you know for, for lack of better terms, you know, just the dominance and, and give them the focus on the, the defensive front four and that allows your linebackers to scrape freely and make mm-hmm. tackles without being, you know, impeded by offensive linemen. That's yeah. what you're seeing from this linebacker core. Anthony Hill is flying to the ball, man. All of these linebackers are flying to the ball, dude. What do you think about this? Well, oh, 
and that's the whole thing. When when you get when you get the linebackers that are leading the team in tackles, I mean, when when you talked about the secondary having to make tackles, that tells me one thing. Uh, back to the line of scrimmage thing, you talked about the big guys up front, but when the linebackers are making tackles, scraping along the line of scrimmage, that means that you're allowing them two, three yard gains or whatever that is. You're controlling the line of scrimmage and you're putting the offense behind the chains. And that's something that I say a lot watching you know high school football. It's a, get ahead of the chain. You know, with a lot of these high school kids, but man, when you, when you have a linebacking core like this that is taking care of business like this, man, that keeps that secondary. And then then there is no passing game. Yeah. Then there is no passing game because whether it's zone or it's man on man, whatever the hell's going on back there, there's no outlet to throw the football. I mean, this defense, dude, PK, this is this is the real deal. PK's right, he's got here, him dude. fired up, man. He knows how to dial it up when he dialed the blitzes when he needs to. But also, what impresses me the most is when you can get this much pressure on a quarterback with just your base front four, or if you want to call it three, and then you disguise your you disguise your three three five. Sure, mm-hmm. but if you can if you can get this much pressure and still have gap assignment and gap responsibility without jeopardizing and making you you know holes and being vulnerable in the secondary, you're going to be one hell of a championship defense. And that's the kind of defense that you're playing right now. Championship level defense, dude. Uh, Bend is flying all over the all over the ball too, dude. And this is a you know a linebacker that you thought was going to be one of your slowest out of the core here, and he's just flying. He's got a nose for the ball. He's everywhere. Hill and Ford were fantastic. The thing that impressed me about Ford, and I know Ford got defensive player of the game, but Ford was so good inside the five, right inside the red zone, taking away the passing lane. There was a time when he got the interception in the end zone there. He played that hook to curl uh, zone and drop to perfection. He took the slant. He allowed his man to go through his area, his designated area. He slid, he passed him off, and then got back into his drop three or four yards just in perfect time to take away the passing lane. And then Robertson threw the interception. He never saw Ford. Ford got back there late, took away the pick, got, snagged the pick, and then boom, Longhorns were off and running again. And yeah able to take points off of turnovers or make points off of turnovers, Rodney. And that's what championship uh, championship defenses do, man. They make opportunities for their offense, and then the yeah. offense converts the points and, and usually ends up winning the game, dude. Take advantage of opportunities. The exact opposite of what I was talking about with the Cowboy offense. I mean, when presented opportunities – Take those. I mean, Jalen Ford, eight total tackles that he had uh, on the game there on he's Saturday. Flying, man, all over the place. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. And there, and that really is the thing right now to where this this defense is. And that really – the play you just described right there, the play you just described. And I'm sorry, I'm going back to it again. You know why? He was coached and ready to watch, to, to, to sit there and watch. He's not He's not spying whoever. He's not eyeing this gap. He's not Play doing all – Playing assignment football. That's right. That's right. He he he's he's playing the field. He's playing the field, and that's and that's where this defense has gotten into trouble in the past. But man, they, these guys are rock solid, brother. These guys are. We rock talked solid. about it, man. They set the tone early. They got the early. three and out, but then of course, you know, they stumbled on the offense there. But then they were able to go to JT Sanders. Uh, they made it a point of emphasis, and here's Sark on that point of emphasis. We don't we don't think like that. You know, it wasn't something predicated off the week before. Um, Every game plan, every game takes on a life of its own. And, you know, we call plays, and a lot of times the defense kind of dictates where the ball's going to go if, if the quarterback reads it properly. And the ball went his way today. Uh, Gunner, obviously at tight end as well. Both those guys made some nice plays for us. Uh, but, but the beauty of our group right now 
I think they love the fact that multiple people are making plays. You know, I think they loved it that Jonte made a made a really big play down the middle, and that Gunner made some plays, and that you know uh, Jonathan's running the way he is. But then Cedric came in and did his thing, and then Jaden Blue came in at the end and did his thing, and then you know Ad Mitchell had some big plays early on, and so the ball is getting spread around. Next week, I don't know who who will end up being what you want to call the featured guy. What I do know is we have a guy or two on our team, Xavier most notably, garners a lot of attention. And when that happens, the other guys got to make those plays, right? And the quarterback's got to find those guys predicated off the coverage. And I think that that we're doing that well. I, I think that's a lot of coach speak in that, Rodney. Like how I I want to raise the bullshit flag a little bit on this because you you kind of have to have a little bit of an emphasis to a focus going into to your opposition, right? You have to have a game plan, a plan of attack, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how JT Sanders is in that point of attack moving into almost any week, right? When you sit here and tell me you're going to let your defense dictate to who the focal point is going to be, yeah, no, yeah. I'm raising the BS flag. Maybe you're just saying that because you don't want, you know, defensive or, or you know, the opposition – defensive coordinator to actually think that you're you're scheming for them or whatnot mm-hmm. i don't know why the hell you would you would want to say that i would think that you would want your opposition to know that you have a plan of attack and a focal point to me i don't know what the hell sark was saying there i think you always need to go in there with a plan of attack it looked to me like they wanted to get worthy involved early but it just didn't happen and it didn't pan out there and then they actually went back to jt sanders because oh by the way we forgot about him during Wyoming, and look at what he did, you know, against Alabama. He's if Bowers is the first tight end off the board, uh, or for you know NFL pro prospects, then I mean JT Sanders has to be number two, if not number one, to me. I give him a comp. I give him a comp of Vernon Davis. I think he's that dynamic. I know that we talk about Worthy being the X factor because he's the X man, but really the X factor right now is JT Sanders. Man, he has got to be involved in every asset of the game and it's got to be involved early bud that that really is the dude and and it worked out to perfection and, and you're totally correct there in, in that observation there about coach speak because yeah kansas is going to go back and watch that game and they're going to yeah. listen to what sark is talking about so yes he's uh he's buffaloing them extremely well oh sorry colorado didn't mean to bring you up but but he, here here was the beauty of that where you talked about right there that word adjustment yeah yeah you want to go to worthy you want to do all this other stuff but when i was talking about you know swing passes and hitch passes out to the side and all this other stuff stuff what does that do when that starts working effectively what does that do open up the middle yep open up the middle open up and that's you know what's the game plan going to be against kansas i mean this is this is an undefeated kansas team that's coming in here and and i hope that one of the things that this team is going to think about and and i'm sure it will you know as we have the big 12 farewell tour and the uh, you know whatever all the cliches and everything that's going on what happened the last time kansas came here put that in your damn memory bank but but look here man this this was a perfectly executed game plan and and you go back and you listen to all of the all the cuts that you're going to hear from sark throughout the day right here on texas sports unfiltered what's he doing naming how many players did he rattle off in that soundbite right there wags utilizing the personnel and that's a lot what of toys do. a lot that's of toys for you years do, man it's what you do man it's like you, you got a garage full of classic cars today i'm gonna take the vet out i'm gonna <laughs> take the lamborghini out tomorrow i think i'll take the bmw out on thursday use them brother use yeah, well, them worthy's definitely the lambo that's the thing all right so we got to 
we we did a lot of good things, you know, against Baylor, but we did some some boneheaded mistakes. Three muffed punts, uh, two of them got away. We got to fix that up. And Sark talked about them. They were from reliable ball players too, so that kind of gives me a little bit of caution going forward. We got to clean that up. And then also, I don't, I know it. It was a a thirty-five yard gain. It was a positive on, on the net yardage here, but I don't like rolling out a a special play when we don't need to, like, I, I don't think that we had to flex that on the, on the Baylor bears. Maybe it's set the, the, the double pass. What just happened. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I had audio come. I had ghost audio come out of nowhere, but yeah, yeah the double pass that happened with worthy why? there, it looked sexy. It looked clean, but I don't know if it was necessary and why show that to your opposition or why show that to, you know, the, the teams that you're going to play later on the schedule. Of course, they probably know that it's in your repertoire already, but why remind them of it? You know what I mean? Two keep games it, in a row. Keep it off of their mind. Yeah, two games in a row that, that you do that, and then you've got the double reverses and all that. And, I mean, I guess that's great. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, you know, if you get into a, you get into a battle, which here's the whole thing to remember, friends. Um, there are going to be some bumps in the road right here. I mean, you come on out and roll the cupcakes like Wags is talking about. You're going to run into a cupcake that's going to come out and punch you in the mouth, and that's where the running game, you'll have to establish that with these guys. And and it, it, just, it just looks like this team is built to win. And that's – this team, I think, can face adversity. I think this team is is finely coached and 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 trained in a way where that where they're ready to win football games, dude. And now they're in the national title conversation. I know we're way early into this thing. Sure. Just go out there and take care. Premature, of but sure. Just I mean, that, they're definitely the national pundits are talking about it. Is Texas back? Texas Texas could be back. I think we. We kind of, if we continue to play like this, we definitely will be. But we need to see more consistent play. And it starts with Quinn Ewers, right? And Ewers was definitely consistent through a lot of consistent passes on Saturday against Baylor. Looked fantastic. Look, he didn't force the deep ball. The deep ball was there and he connected with the deep ball, but it came after he got into a rhythm, right? He established that, uh, you know, that that short passing in the middle, uh, cut him up, carve him up between the hashes with JT Sanders, and then got a little bit on the outside flanks, mm -hmm. rocking and rolling too, mm -hmm. right? Getting yep. word, uh, getting Winnington into the game as well. Uh, I know Brooks had a reception out of the backfield. All this stuff starts to add up and starts to play into the confidence of Quinn Ewers, which allowed him to make that easy pass. I mean, he almost looked like he was just darting it in practice, right? Laying yep. it up there, putting it on a platter there for Cook with that long reception down. My point is it wasn't forced, and he looked comfortable. And it happens with footwork. His footwork worked, right. looked great. Bucky and I were talking about that in, in hour number one. I'm sure we'll hear more about that in uh, this next hour coming up with Hanging with Harge. That's getting ready to happen here with uh, uh, Hardball Harge. He's getting ready to join the screen. But, Rodney, it was a great takeaway from uh, from this Saturday, man. An awesome win. We're definitely celebrating it. 38-6 to six here on Chaos Theory. Your final thoughts. I mean, that, that's the thing, kind of what you're talking about with yours. I'll piggyback on that. 18 to 23 for 293 and a touchdown. You will take that any day. You will take that any day, especially when that running game is established, like we're talking about, and you're utilizing all of these guys. I mean, that th this is th this is Quinn Ewers finding his groove. He's going to have a bad game, and that's okay. But he 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 is leading your team, and that's what you ask of him. That is what you ask of him. Um, and, and, and I think folks forget. I'm sorry, Hards. Uh, one more thing. You know, that he's he's a newer starting quarterback. Uh, you know, the, this is the whole thing. He he is finding his groove right now. And you get performances like you have right there. He's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. And he's going to be ready for prime time. 
She's going to be ready for prime time. I'll tell you who's ready for prime time right now, and that is Hardball Hard. It is time for Hanging with Hard here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. We thank you all so much for tuning into this show. Make sure you subscribe, hit that button if you haven't done so already. And like my man Hard says, tell five friends. That's all you need to do. Tell five friends and let the power of five take over, man. For Rodney Rodriguez, I am Adam Wagner. And for my crews at Texas Sports Unfiltered, we're turning it over to Hardball Hard. Take over, my guy. Be well. <laughs>